Hello everyone! Before I get into episode 4 of P-Valley, I just want to send a huge, enormous, um, colossal thank you to Quana Love who left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Every single Apple review, it really helps podcasts as far as Apple sees it. It helps your ratings or it helps your rankings. It's just a good look overall. It really, really helps podcasts. So thank you for leaving a very nice comment. And thank you to the two people who left five stars, who boosted me from the 4.5 that I suddenly got the other week to a 4.6. Thank you guys for your patience. I think I'm going to try just a little bit harder to be a little more prompt with my recaps and reviews, but if you only knew everything I had on my plate and if you only knew how long it takes to do a podcast, I think you would probably understand why it takes me a while sometimes and I hope that I could make it all the way through (laughs) this episode because I've been pausing and then like restarting and or pausing and starting the last two episodes, so hopefully I could just go all the way through. I guess we will find out. What do you guys think about episode four? I did the most, I read the most comments that I've ever read for a P-Valley podcast episode, and I have a lot to get into, so thank you for listening. Let's do this. All right. So the episode begins with Lauren. Lauren is the woman who is seen in season one spending all of her money at the bank. She said she got from her divorce and then she got drunk because she is, well, I won't say she's an alcoholic, but she got drunk and she passed out next to stacks of money. And that's when Mississippi, it was Mississippi and... Gidget or Mississippi and Mercedes. Cannot remember, but that's when all of her stacks of money were stolen. And honestly, she was planning on spending them anyways. So they were just taken early. Maybe they weren't stolen. They were just taken from her early. Anyways, Lauren is the worst. I, I'm replacing my hatred for Patrice with my hatred for Lauren. Because Lauren is there in the club. She is an overweight woman with curves. But for whatever reason, she really, really enjoys seeing smaller women with little boobs um, twerking up on her and dancing for her. She gets so excited. And we already seen her in the club before. So it's weird. Why is she so into this shit? So Lauren is there making it rain on Toya and they're playing um future song mask off which is perfect again p valley's budget is on the up and up clearly so you you saw what happened toya took off takes off lauren's mask and lauren at the time um before she got to the back room she had on a a shield and two masks so it just shows you how seriously she's taking COVID. So then Toya takes off both of her masks 
And then Koya sneezes. Koya um, sneezes directly into Lauren's mouth. This confuses me because I feel like when you sneeze, you have one, like a full second or two before you know that that sneeze is going to come out. So why not cover your mouth? Why not move your face? Why not jump off of her? Like, didn't she have options? Like, Toya, what? So then Lauren obviously loses it. She gets on the mic, says the pink, the pink is shut down, and she wants to um, them to make all these improvements or she could find them for $25,000. Uncle Clifford recognizes her. She drops the potential fine to $11,000. We don't like you, Lauren. We don't, I don't want to see you anymore, like on the show. Like, I'm good. I don't need to see you again on the series at all because you were totally fine with all of the violations, all of the masks being off because you wanted to have some titties and ass in your face. And then all of a sudden it's a problem because you get sneezed into, well, not sneezed on, but sneezed into, um, I'm done with you. Get out. Next we have Brazil and roulette. Um, Brazil basically mentions that roulette is sucking dick and roulette. She's little, she's very little. She's very petite, but she knows how to throw down. And that fight was crazy because Brazil was doing nothing. (laughs) Like, is that how you fight? I don't know. I mean, it was pretty bad. Um, so then, of course, the girls are recording. They're going live on Instagram. And Uncle Clifford said, this is not the real household of Chuckalisa. And Uncle Clifford seriously, like, saves this show, like, keeps this show afloat. Uncle Clifford is so great at delivering the hilarious punchlines every single time. Like, all hits, no misses with Uncle Clifford. So then Big L grabs Roulette by the back of her neck. (laughs) Just like somebody said of like a pit bull or whatever, like literally grabbed Roulette like a cub, like a mother would do with, with their cub. Tosses Roulette's little ass over his shoulder. Um, and then Roulette and Big L, they talk about like Roulette's trying to be like, if you're going to fire me, just fire me. But I saw you doing something and you let me know that you was doing something by being silent when I just mentioned what you was doing with Duffy. And I'm just like, Roulette, I don't like her. Like, I don't know. Like, there's so many people on this. Like, there's just a few people I feel like on P-Valley that I can root for because these new bitches, um, no, not into any of them any of them. I, I'm talking Whisper Roulette and that motherfucking Big Bone bitch. Mama get to her later. So, um, Roulette, she tells Big L that she don't drink brown liquor. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. She acts like brown, there's something wrong with brown liquor, but there ain't nothing wrong with taking taking a bump of a white powder that you don't know what the fuck it is there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with sucking dick either apparently there's nothing wrong with hoeing there's nothing wrong with giving perfect strangers your your coochie none of that there's some but there's something she has to draw the line of brown liquor so then mercedes um she sees that her mom is running for mayor and think about can you imagine your parent 
is running for mayor of the town that you live in and you have to turn on, you have to see this on your TV screen because y'all ain't speaking. Can you imagine that feeling like Mercedes is going through it? It's like if my mom did to me what Mercedes did, mom did to me, I'm trying to have her out of sight, out of mind. And now that Patrice is running for mayor, she's about to see her, her mom campaigning and her mom's face everywhere. And she can't get like a moment's rest. Like she needs to go through her trauma of what her mom did in that betrayal. But it's like, imagine if you're betrayed like Mercedes was and then your mom is running for mayor and what if she wins like you'll never get away from her unless you move out of the fucking town so um Mississippi she has her launches her Mississippi lashes her launches her lashes they they launch and Mississippi tells Rome that you know she thinks her complexion looks lighter in the posters you know for the promos for her ads And Rome tells her that it's just the lighting and I don't understand why Mississippi would care because Mississippi wants to be light-skinned. So, I mean, it's like Mississippi really, really cares about being dark-skinned and she wants to be light-skinned, so I don't see why she has a problem with it. But um, they definitely, definitely lightened her the hell up in in those posters. So then we see that Corbin goes to the pink and Haley comes out and Corbin offers Haley $1 million to her face, which, you know, she's already received that offer. So she's like, okay, I still don't want it. It's not 10 million. And this is what I'm going to say. Nobody else has said this, but I'm going to say this. (laughs) I think that Corbin and Haley have sexual chemistry I think he was looking at Haley in a certain type of way when he um appro- when he was talking to her right outside the pink at the door and I would love more than anything for Haley to give it to Corbin because that would destroy Andre and I am not team Andre I still don't like him I don't like I'm not no Andre I'm out on Andre and I love it because Corbin is Andre's boy so imagine if Corbin starts fucking Haley imagine the tension I want it I need it okay I wish I wish I was in the writer's room you know that I wish I was in the writer's room or a consultant whatever just you know I don't gotta do anything for P-Valley just other than have a cameo appearance where I I fuck Diamond that's all I want but I do think that Corbin and Haley have some chemistry. And I also think that, you know, Haley is so cutthroat and she cares about money so much. I could easily see her fucking Corbin, honestly, so that she could get a better deal. I know this is a stretch, but let me let me have my fantasy. okay? let me have my fan fiction. So then um, Andre, he surprises his wife. So when his wife surprised him in Chuckalisa, he basically threw her on the table and fucked her and walked away to take a shower. And now he surprises his wife and he hears her. He races up the stairs and Andre's wife is naked and she's giving 
sloppy toppy, as they call it on the show. I mean, I don't call that in person, but so Andre's wife is, is sucking her coworker, Dr. Dante's dick. So Andre all of a sudden acts like he's like twice the size that he is. And he has Dante in a chokehold and Dante's naked and, um, his wife puts on a robe and she's screaming at him to let Dante go. And then Dante finally lets him go. And the guy is naked. He's like, can I get my clothes? He's like, no, get out. Um, we didn't get to see the guy's full dick. I would have preferred that. P-Valley, don't do this now. You always show us everybody's full dick. We saw like the top of the dick. I would have preferred to just see everything that was going on, even though I don't think much was going on, but I would like it. Don't, don't play games with us now. Um, the guy, he had a nice ass and I'm here for it. I'm here for, um, Andre's wife, Brittany cheating on, um, I'm about positive. Her name is Brittany. I'm here for her cheating on Andre. As you already know, I've been saying this, so I'm happy. And you know what, what Andre walked in on, it's worse. It's worse than if this guy was on top of his wife and fucking her. Like, I'm sure on the scale of cheating, I think that giving head is at the top of more most hurtful. The girl riding would be number two because it's more effort on the girl's part. And then a guy on top would be number three as far as the layers of how hurt you're going to be. Because it's like when somebody's sucking, when your girl is sucking a guy's dick, like that's all effort and that's all selfless. That's all for his pleasure. Just like I've said to like friends, like if my man like went down on another bitch, that would hurt me more than him fucking her because it's just effort and absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Andre really walked in on something horrifying. And then the very first thing that his wife says is, where's your mask, Andre? And then Andre says, where's your mask when you're sucking Dante's dick? It's like, okay, so a lot of people had issues with Andre's wife saying, where's your mask? And I don't have an issue with it because she was so frazzled by Andre busting up in her sloppy toppy session, her new sloppy toppy session, that she didn't know what to say. And I think she is so used to like asking people where their mask is at that that's like all she thought of to say. Instead of saying, I'm so sorry, the bitch literally goes, where's your mask? <laughs> like, I kind of have to stand her. Like she just, she don't really be giving a fuck, and I'm I'm here for it. So, um, Mercedes, she arrives to Coach's house. There ain't no coach. There's only his wife and Farah and Mercedes. They bump into each other. It's kind of awkward. And then Mercedes basically tells Farah about, about her daughter, Terica, because, you know, Farah makes fun of her for her shitty-ass um, gummy bear ringtone. And then Coach calls Farah, and Farah's ringtone is a song, Niggas Ain't Shit. And so it's like, Farah, she, I'm sorry, that says everything about how she feels about her husband. That is her husband's ringtone. Y'all are really crushing it with the creativity of the writers. Um, so then Farah starts taking pictures of Mercedes on the pole, but it specifically states in the NDA that Mercedes signed that she is not supposed to be a part of any photos. 
So Mercedes is violating the rules by allowing Farah to take those pictures. Um, let's see here. So then Duffy brings Africans to the pinks to take care of installing everything that they need to install and getting things up to code. Clifford, of course, delivers, <laughs> says, where y'all ship these niggas in from? Wakanda? And so we see that there's a bunch of Africans and I'm thinking, okay, this is great. This is potentially, you know, hard workers, cheap labor, get it done quickly. But I will talk about what we think is coming later um, regarding this. So um, we see that Diamond, he is back at the Pank and DJ Nevascared is on the radio um, you know, DJ Nevis scared. Obviously, I think when he returns um to the show, he's gonna be there with Megan. So TJ Nevis scared is, is definitely blowing up, and he's not even on a track with Megan when they hear him on the radio. So then Mercedes, she's trying to teach Farah how to twerk, and um Farah tells Mercedes that she wanted to hate Mercedes, but she hates herself. And then this leads to Farrah kissing Mercedes. Um, so I'm gonna put a button on this topic or talking about them getting it on real quick. So Farrah took photos of Mercedes. No photos are supposed to be taken. Farrah said that she hates herself. Farah also initially called Mercedes a hoe, and Farah talks about how, you know, coach, how her husband, Cedric is his name, how he always has different girls. She said how she has to fuck him for free. She doesn't get paid. Um, and what else was I going to say? So, basically, I think Farah she is tired of, well, let me rephrase this. Sorry. What I think is going on with Farah is that she wants revenge. I don't think Farah really loves her, her man bringing bitches like one girl in after the other. I think she wants it to come to an end. I think she's jealous of Mercedes because I think it's the first time, like, I think Mercedes is different than his other bitches. Like Mercedes can really work that pole in a specific way that mesmerized Farah and made Farah really feel inadequate because Farah couldn't even climb up that pole two inches, right? So I think Farah is really, really feeling inadequate when it comes to Mercedes, and she's probably felt inadequate when it's come to these other girls that her man has been fucking, and so she's tired of it. She wants revenge. She wants to take Mercedes down. Farah is not to be trusted. So then Farah tells Mercedes that it was the first time she was in something like that as far as when they had the threesome and then Farrah kisses Mercedes she gets Mercedes on the chair Mercedes face looks very surprised like I don't think Mercedes really wanted Farrah to eat her out at all but Farrah was being very aggressive ripped her panties off really quickly started to go to town and but Ferris trying to say that how she's never never done this before, and that's a lie. Like everybody online is saying that they think that's a lie, and I don't know. It's just <clears throat> excuse me. I understand that it felt good to Mercedes, but I'm just 
she didn't really want it to go there. Mercedes is in such an awkward position because she wants this money. And so now she was she was um, tricked because she thought Coach had texted her. Coach never texted her. It was his fucking wife. And so now she's there and she just feels like, okay, I can't really say no. I kind of got to go with this shit. And Farah is really trying to, I think she's really trying to ruin Mercedes' life. Like, she, there's a lot going on with Farah. Remember, she said she hates herself. That's going to come into play. Like, somebody who hates themselves, they don't really care if they ruin your life. They don't really care what, like, um, how difficult they make things for you. They don't care about none of that because they hate themselves. And so they're willing to do whatever it takes for them to, for them to feel better. And so I'm, I'm sad for Mercedes because I can already see that Farah is going to be a huge problem. Whereas coach is not going to be a problem because coach, this is what he does. He has different hoes that he pays and then he gets a new hoe. This is his lifestyle. But I think that with Farah, like Mercedes really struck a chord with her and I think Farah is going to want Mercedes to herself. She's going to want to be in some legitimate romantic relationship with Mercedes. And it's going to blow up because Mercedes isn't, she's not trying to be up in that. It's not what she wants. So then moving along, um, um, Uncle Clifford's grandma, Ernestine, she, uh, she flirts with an African and she's so funny because he says his name is Godfrey and she's like, that's a white name. Um, so then Big Bone is paying very close attention to what the girls at the pink are saying about Diamond and Myrna Knight and Toya's eyes, they look very bad. She has dark circles under her eyes as she's watching the TV with, uh, Ernestine. So then Roulette starts crying while she's watching past, um, Patrice preach on TV. And then she goes and she walks away and she tells Duffy that the cops killed her brother and how they said he had a gun and he, she knows he didn't have a gun and how white people always getting away with this shit. Um, you know, I, I love that they're really humanizing Roulette, but it doesn't explain Roulette's behavior, to be honest. Like, yeah, the cops killed your brother, but it doesn't explain anything that you've done on this show at all. The only thing the cops killing her brother um, explained is her anger as far as her fighting with Brazil. That's the only thing it explained. But all of her other behavior, all of her other fuck shit, that, that has nothing to do with your brother. Well, I couldn't make it all the way through. Had to pause. So then we have the Africans, the the Wakanda Africans saying this place could be good for us, which I'm going to get to later. Everybody's saying that these Afri Africans are going to be a problem, which is funny to me that P-Valley is going there because I, that's already like a stereotype. Hello, like Nigerian scammers. Um, so anyways... Big Bone, she is, she flirts with Diamond, and I just gotta keep it 100. I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan to the point where I'm a psycho fan and, or sicko fan. I don't know how you say that. I think it's sicko fan, whatever. Um, I'm not gonna lie just because I'm a fan. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. So, Big Bone, like, what was that? Acting-wise, what was that? Like, 
Miracle Watts had some of the worst acting that I've ever seen in my life. She, I think she was nervous. She was very, very stiff. Her accent was completely over the top to the point where it's like you almost need um, some captions. And there was nothing sexy about what she was saying. Nothing sexy about, I've been riding since I was a little girl. And then she like puts her tongue out. That wasn't sexy. It was gross. It was uncomfortable. And then she goes, she tosses him her um, a helmet and she says, I like an Einstein. And then she goes, um, well, are you coming or not? Is you coming or not? Or whatever she said. <laughs> she didn't, her tone wasn't like that. But my point is when she said, well, are you coming or not? Or whatever that line was, she, the delivery of that line, she just didn't sound like she wanted him to come or not. Like, her delivery was so flat and so detached. That's not how you flirt, bitch. And you already know how to flirt with with fucking Diamond because you fucking him in real life. So, like, I, I assume that this was filmed before they started fucking for real, for real. But what was that? Like, was it she, she really had a crush on Tyler and so it caused her to freeze up and shit? Like... I mean, I get it. She's there to be pretty. She's there to be hot and sexy. But that was it. That's not it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just the delivery of her fucking lines. I was like, you know what? I can't. I'm sorry. I can't with these two. Like, bitch, I hope she improves. Don't make me not like these two as a couple. (laughs) I was like, what was this? The accent, the the stiffness, the delivery she making Autumn Night look like she deserves a fucking Oscar. What the fuck was that? Um, so, and I don't know if they actually will have sex on the show. We want to see, I want to, I've been begging to see Diamond nude. I've been begging to see a Diamond sex scene. Just please, y'all, like, don't do us fans like this. Um... Now, and I'm also criticizing Big Bone because Big Bone is a plant. Big Bone, everybody online is saying that Big Bone was sent there to find out how Montavious died. So that's why, like, honestly, I don't even know if she's going to fuck Diamond because she don't like Diamond. Like, her whole goal there is just to find out what happened with Montavious. People are saying that's his sister, that's his daughter. That's like, I don't know her relationship to Montavious. But I do believe that she's a part of his gang and I do believe that she is there to find out what happened to him. And as you know, Diamond has Montavious's ring. So Diamond, you better not be in danger, boy, because you're a big part of why we watch this, this show. But I don't like Big Bone. I need her to have more lines. Um, because like when she said, I can DJ and my name is Big Bone. Like, she has one-liners. When she was like, my name is Big Bone, when she was outside at the auditions, and when she told Uncle Clifford that she could DJ, her delivery was fine, but once she's around Tyler Lepley, like, my God, it's like, she has lockjaw. It was too much for me. Um, forgive me, y'all. I keep, like, I'm keeping it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not keeping it 100. Maybe I'm keeping it 200. Maybe I need to scale it back, but I just, I can't with bad acting on a show. So, um... Moving right along, 
Lil Murda pretends to be dead again because Keyshawn, you know, she winks at him. Okay, you know, please, please, please don't kill Lil Murda. We get it. You keep doing this stupid shit with having him pretend to be dead. Like, please don't do this to us. So Big T, he freaks out and he wants to fight with Gidget. I love how Gidget is, is like in Big Teak's face, even though Big Teak is so much bigger than her. And then Rome is on some All Lives Matter shit, which is just funny. Like, or let me not say it's funny. That's the wrong word. But I appreciate P-Valley showing us that there are, you always are going to have your Uncle Tom MAGA black people. You always will from the beginning of time. You had your Django unchained black people who are just trying to be the downfall of other black people, right? And so you should you can't be saying what did a black person do? You can't be saying that because if you know anything about syst- systemic racism, you wouldn't be saying that shit. Um so yeah, Rome, he just he I don't know. Like he really annoyed like I'm out I'm all out on Rome. I think he's cute, but I'm all out on him once he he was talking that, you know, basically all lives matter shit. So um one of the Africans is is, you know, telling Uncle Clifford that he needs to he's trying to find a bathroom. Uncle Clifford tells him where the bathroom is. This was a a scam, this was a setup. The African did not want to go piss, okay? Because he's a man, he could whip his stick out at any given point. Um, he was just trying to see he was trying to get a better layout of the pink because him and his cronies said that <laughs> cronies. <laughs> I just somebody in my family says that word but him and his boys they were like this could be a good place for us so they're doing they're gonna do something at the pink and I'm very upset because I don't I'm sad for the pink there's too much drama it's just too much drama there so then um big T big teak goes in the bathroom while Lil Murda is recording and Lil Murda cannot stop staring at his ex big teak's dick and then Teak goes back into the bedroom and he has this whole speech, very pas- passionate speech of about how it's like it would have been better off if he wasn't even born. Um, if you're not born, then to be black and living in, in, in America as a black person. Um, there are people this dumb who think this. I don't think this. I've never thought this. I never will think this. Being in America, we have more rights um, than people in a lot of other places. When I say we, I mean every single person here. I'm not talking about anybody's race, but we have a lot more rights um, than people do in a lot of other countries. And then on top of it, being black is lit. It is amazing. It is great. And it is sad that anyone for a second of their life would ever want to be anything other than black. Um, And it's just too, what he's saying, it's just too extreme. Like you're, you're literally saying that like black people just, we shouldn't have been born because of the racism here. Like, like make it make sense. It's, it was ridiculous, but I just appreciate how P-Valley just really gives us a spectrum. We have Rome saying, what did this 
this black guy do to be killed. And then you got Big Teague saying every black person shouldn't be here because we get killed and it's so bad. And so I appreciate that they really show us range. We got a lot of range in this show. This show really um, excels at showing how multi-dimensional black people are, that we are not a monolith. Like this show really, really kills it. And this show has fans of all races. So shout out to everybody involved for really showing um, viewers all the different sides or so many different sides of what it is like to be a black person, especially you got Keyshawn with her colorism. You got like so much that is covered in this series. It's, it's so well done. So then Lil Murda um, kisses Big Teak and I'm, I'm, I'm pausing a little bit here cause I want to do, to do a whole episode on the sex scene, but we already know a bitch be late with these episodes. So I won't do that. But Lil Murda, I was just thinking in real time right now, but Lil Murda kisses Big Teak on the forehead, then the mouth. Um, then they go over to the dresser. Lil Murda is always, or always has protection on him. So he takes out a condom and fans were saying that the condom was small, which is so, so, so hilarious that that's what fans are saying. Like, let's just say the condom was hella small. Y'all realize it's a show, right? Y'all realize the condom didn't go on his actual penis, right? Um, but it's so funny how, how fans are so crazy. These fans are like, the condom was small. The condom was small. So he takes out a condom and like P Valley, I love y'all because one thing I ain't going to do is give somebody a blowjob with a condom on. I know I'm supposed to, but it hasn't happened and it won't ever happen. It's not for me, but anyways, big cheek puts a condom on gives him head and and people were clouding too they were like he barely sucked his dick like this is why little murder one's uncle clifford like <laughs> so he he sucks his dick for all of you know 20 seconds and then um then they move they move to the bed and when they move to the bed um, you know, Lil Murda gets him naked by the time they get on the bed, then Big Teak is on all fours, you know, fans were saying that they, you know, they saw Big Teak as a top, but we already know that Murda's the top from season one, so of course, and I, and I love that fans say that because this show continues to break down stereotypes, you can't look at somebody and assume that somebody is a top or a bottom, you can't do that. So stop doing that. And there really is such an obsession with who's the top or who's the bottom when it comes to gay couples. Anyways, and we also need to let that go. It's corny. It's stupid. It's, it's legitimately none of our business who is the top and who is the bottom in a gay relationship. So um, so Big Teak is on all fours and Lil Murda squirts out some lube, and he gets it done, and it is such a beautiful, beautiful love scene. I can only call that shit beautiful because you just felt the vulnerability, and the emotion, and the want, and the desire, and the need, and the passion from Big Teak, and I'm heartbroken for Big Teak because Big Teak wants to be with Lil Murda, and Lil Murda wants to be with Uncle Clifford, and Big Teak 
is there giving himself to Lil Murda and he's so vulnerable and he's so into it and it's so beautiful and and this is after he just really opened up, Big Teak opened up to Lil Murda about how he feels about being black in America and everything that goes on. And, but Big Teak doesn't know that this is not, they're not about to be together. And so it's so, so sad. So sad when you find out that um, poor Big Teak, like Big Teak got involved in something that is not, going to be the way that he wanted it to be and I'm heartbroken for Big Teak because Big Teak is so emotional and Big Teak is so radioactive he really doesn't need this disappointment that he's about to get from Lil Murda um but the love scene was beautiful I I keep describing it as beautiful and a lot of people were upset about it it was trending number one and number two on Twitter apparently um you know I don't know, like, I'm debating how much of my soapbox can I go on or should I go on? But I will say this, you know, people have been attacking um, Jay Fonz, Alfonse, who plays Lil Murda. They've been attacking him and they've been saying that his wife should divorce him. And they have been attacking Big Teak and saying that Big Teak, I think he's married or his partner, she needs to leave him. Um you know, there are always going to be people in this world with special needs who do not understand that a t- a scripted TV show is not a documentary. And there's this homophobia that we are seeing online is why P-Valley is so important. Because when you think about it, we have there have been so many stories with, or not so many, but there have been several stories that feature gay white men we've gotten it with will and grace and we've gotten it with call me by your name we get it with fire island we about to get it with bros we've gotten it with so many different pieces of work how many times do you see a gay black gay men masculine back black gay men being featured on a popular TV show. How many times? Like sit here or I'll sit here. I'll wait. You know what I mean? So P Valley is going where places that other people were afraid to go. They haven't gone before. And they're very well aware of the rampant homophobia in the African-American community. And that's exactly why we got that graphic sex scene with Big Teak and Little Murda in the same episode where Mercedes is eaten out by a bitch and nobody has a problem with that sex scene. That's fine. So P-Valley is here to let us know, let us see this double standard and to try to show everyone that two men could be in love and that men could have feelings for other men. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not dirty. It's not gross. It's not wrong. If you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine. You know, fast forward it or don't watch the fucking show. But don't you're really going to come for the actors on top of it and the people who wrote this shit? That's why this is so necessary. P-Valley knew they could just like have Lil Murda and Big Teak wake up in bed the next day. They could skip over the sex scenes and they don't want to because they need to start the conversation like Lil Murda tweeted about. He's glad that the show is is starting 
causing people to have these conversations. We need to normalize. We need to make it okay for people to be gay. <laughs> to for and and when you sit there and you t- and you talk all your homophobic shit, you say the wife needs to get a divorce. It was gross. It was nasty. It's disgusting. You are keeping men in the closet. And P Valley is here to try to get us, move us a little bit f- further, get us to um, closer to accepting that some men are gay and that is okay and that is healthy because when you come with all your anti-gay rhetoric, you keep men in the closet. You keep them in the closet. So fuck all y'all. If any of y'all are listening, fuck all y'all. Okay. I don't need to fuck with you and you don't need to fuck with me and you don't need to fuck with the podcast and you don't need to fuck with the show because I'm not here for your homophobia. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for your ignorance. You're fucking stupid. This is a scripted show. Why go after the actors who are courageous enough and talented enough to convey, um, a gay sex scene. Why go after them? Why don't you worry about your own life? And why don't you worry about, you know, having the people around you not be ignorant so that people can live their lives out and proud so that we don't have all this down low shit that's rampant in our goddamn fucking African-American community. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. So then sorry. (laughs) Like I just, I feel like my tone has dropped because it's just, I can't, I cannot. (sighs) All right. So, um, let me see here. So Derek calls Keyshawn and Keyshawn sends Derek to voicemail and then Rome comes out and he kind of flirts with Mississippi telling her that he's always going to be there for her. Um, next week, Derek and Keyshawn obviously have a showdown and, um, I, I don't, I don't know what, what's coming, but I don't want to see any domestic violence bullshit between Keyshawn and Derek, because Derek is pissed, and Keyshawn, they're sending his ass to voicemail, okay, girl, the same man who tracks you, your every move, you sending him to voicemail, so then, Autumn tells Andre that she's selling the pink, and this turns, this makes Andre rock hard he tells autumn that she's cold-blooded and he cups her face and he's about to kiss her and that's when uncle clifford interrupts them saying autumn knight lakeisha savage colton with your bootleg obama (laughs) and honestly i'm so disgusted with andre at this point i'm not gonna call him andre obama because i feel like that's an insult to barack obama who i desperately would love to have sex with or give a blowjob, or just, you know, suck on one of his balls. Like, I just would be happy just sucking on one of Barack Obama's balls, to be honest. He doesn't have to fuck me. He doesn't have to do anything. And because I like Barack, I don't, like, I'm not going to sully his name by saying Andre Obama anymore, because I'm, I'm all out on Andre. So, um, Uncle Clifford is furious, and when, and then she outs Autumn, for living at the pink because Uncle Clifford saw Autumn shit at the pink. And then when Uncle Clifford says Autumn ain't got no friends, like you could see that Autumn is genuinely hurt by this reality. And Mercedes is upset as well. 
and the other girls all hate Autumn now, Haley now, and, um, you know, I, I would love for one of them to fight her, like, I won't say love, no, I take it back, but if somebody wants to slap Mercy, or slap, um, Autumn, I wouldn't have a problem with it, like, just tell Roulette, you know what I'm saying, just let Roulette know that she trying to sell the pink, um, so a lot of people are saying that Haley sleeps at the pink because she doesn't want to get want to get an apartment because she's going to sell the pink and leave Chuckalisa. I totally agree with this theory. That makes a lot of sense because at first it was like, um, isn't Autumn good with money? How come she's so broke? How come she can't get a place? And it makes sense. Like she's trying to dip. She's trying to leave Chuckalisa. Um, so then Lauren says that the pink Lauren, the inspector says that the pink still can be reopened they need more improvements and she has the audacity to, audacity to say hurry up so I can bury or so I could burn the rest of my stimmy. Why is she so dumb? Like really like why is Lauren so useless? Like there are better ways to spend your money, bitch. And why do you why are you not allowing them to pass when you want to be there wasting your money? Like she's so fucking stupid. Um, so Lil Murda wakes up the morning after clapping cheeks with Big Teak and Big Teak is there sitting in the window. It's like he's waiting for Lil Murda to wake up and he says, who the fuck Cliff? All this time you've been out and you ain't never send me no postcards. And Lil Murda remains silent. And what I love so much about the actor who plays Lil Murda is he conveys every emotion and all of his expressions without saying a word. His acting is so fucking strong that you see all the emotions in his eyes and he never has to say anything. Lil Murda never has to say anything. He's so fucking talented. I love it. Like, Notice out in the show, a lot of time, little Murda, a lot of times, little Murda either says little or he doesn't say much, but his face conveys everything. Like even when he pretended to die, when um, in this episode when Keyshawn winked at him, that was good. That was like he's he's really really talented. He's so so enjoyable to watch. Um, so then little Murda just lights up a blunt and little T or Big Teak walks out and leaves the hotel room. Everybody is scared that Big Teak is going to confront Uncle Clifford. And um, I don't know. I don't know if that's in the works. I think that now that we see that um, Uncle Clifford responds to or finally stops ghosting little Murda and texts little Murda. I think that um, Uncle Clifford is going to get hurt emotionally by Lil Murda, but I don't really see, I don't foresee uh, any type of fight between between Big Teak and Lil Murda. But Big Teak is absolutely insane. Like the solitary confinement completely fried his brains. Um, so then we also see that Andre gets Mayor Ruffin's house and Andre says that um, his house is going to be his headquarters for his campaign and sorry I forgot to say that Andre tells his wife that he is running for mayor and she laughs in his face and says he's not gonna win and that really hurt him because he's a child but Andre I, I hope you don't win so <laughs> I hope that your your wife is correct 
I actually would like to see, I kind of want to see Patrice win because I do think that she could be good for Chekalisa. Um, and at least Chekalisa, you know, they would never get no dry, dry chicken. So, um, I still, like I said, I did hella research and I will be doing another, um, spoilers episode and that will come at y'all tomorrow I assume um I might record it right after this I do not know but I am gonna do a spoilers episode because I'm out here trying to find out what's about to go down (laughs) and it's like my thank you to to y'all so Thanks for listening. This might be a three, looks like it'll be a three episode week again, three podcast episode week again. Subscribe, um, rate me on Apple Podcasts, toss, send a link to someone that you know watches the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys, every single one of you for all of your support. Talk to you soon.